Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like, was like lightning, and his clothes as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. I've come to bring word to you today that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Galilee, Jesus the risen Savior has resurrected and he is seated right now today on on the throne of heaven, ruling and reigning all things by the word of his power. We have a resurrected hope. Come on, tell somebody there in your living room, tell somebody nearby, tell, put it on the Facebook comment, say, tell somebody that he is resurrected and resurrection power is flowing in your life. Today, I want to take a look at the power of the resurrection and what the resurrection means for you and I. Because Jesus is resurrected, because Christ has resurrected, we have been resurrected to a living hope. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, if you have your Bibles, and they'll put it on the screen for you, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. Come on, say that with me. Great mercy. Come on, somebody in the house say, great mercy. Great mercy. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I want you to think this morning with me about the great mercies of the Lord. According to his great mercies, in 1 Peter it says, according to his great mercies. These aren't small mercies, but the great mercies of the Lord. His mercies, the Bible tells us, are new and fresh every morning. While I was still a sinner, while I was separated from God, while I was yet the enemy, of Christ. He had mercy on me. He had mercy on you. While you were yet an enemy, he's had mercy on you. Come on, somebody. Think about the great mercies of the Lord today. He, his mercies are new for you every morning, new every day. When you, wake, when you woke up this morning, there was mercy for today. I, I am not consumed. Lamentations tells us that we are not consumed because of his great mercies. I deserve death. I deserve judgment. I deserve the penalty that was placed on Christ. The judgment that he took upon his body, the beating 
that he took upon himself, the, the nails in the hands, the nails in the feet, the whipping on his back, the, the crown of thorns, the torture and the torment that he went through was the penalty that I deserved. It was the penalty that you deserved and more. But but, but God, rich in mercy, but God, who is rich and abundant in mercy, reached out to me. He loved me. Because of this great mercy, he reached out to me. By his mercies, we are not consumed. When you woke up this morning, the mercies of God were upon you. His mercy is sustaining your breath right now. His mercy is keeping you alive right now. If you're watching this broadcast today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's his mercies that has sustained you to this point. Thank God for his mercy. Even in the middle of all that we are experiencing today, we find the mercies of the Lord. Thank God for his mercies for the medical team. Thank God for his mercies in those that are finding a cure. Thank God for his mercies in healing and delivering power. Thank God for his mercy today. I have been resurrected to a living hope because of his mercy. I have been born again because of his great mercy. He says that I've been born again to a living hope. His great mercy is upon me, and I have been born again to a living hope. The author of life, the creator of all things, the one who from the very beginning of time as we know it, who breathed life into your lungs, the one who breathed life into Adam and Eve, is the one who stepped into creation. He rules and reigns over the living, but he became the Lord and the conquering king over the dead. He conquered death. Oh, death, where is your victory today? God has stepped into creation itself and has conquered death, hell, and the grave for you and I. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The author of life allowed himself to be crucified for you and I. No one took his life from him. He said that he willingly laid down his life for you and I. The author of life gave up his life so that you and I could live. Hallelujah. Give him praise, somebody. Thank you, Jesus, that the author and the finisher of our faith became the finisher when he laid down his life and said, it is finished. The one who began our faith is the one who completes our faith. It is finished. The work of the Lord for you and I is that we can be born again into a living hope. Faith has been completed in the work of Calvary. Hallelujah. Faith has been completed in the resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2. His great mercies for us today. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 through 10 says this, And you were dead, you were dead in trespasses and sins. You were dead in your sins. You were dead in your disobedience. Adam's sin from the beginning of creation was passed on from generation to generation to generation. And the same death that was upon Adam came upon you. Yeah, you were born into this world, but you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And you walked, Paul tells us here in verse 2, that you walked following the course of this world. 
following after the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But verse four, but verse four says, but God, but God, come on somebody, but God who was rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. I didn't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. There was nothing that I could do. Titus tells us that there was because of the mercy of the Lord, not because of our works that we were born again. There was nothing that I could offer. There was nothing that I could bring to the table of sacrifice that would accomplish what Christ did. But he had great mercy. He had rich mercy and great love with which he loved us. Verse 5 says, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I, could, I could preach just right here. I've got more to tell you, but, but I've got to just pause for a moment. That it is by grace that you have been saved. It is by grace. Oh, the mercies of the Lord. I thank God for his mercies. I thank God that he showed mercy on my life. And not only did he show mercy, but he bestowed grace. He, that, that word grace is the multifaceted, multicolored mercy. The favor of the Lord was placed on my life. Not because I deserved it or earned it, but Christ paid the price so that the grace of God could be lavishly bestowed upon my life. Like Joseph in his coat of many colors, the Father has wrapped around me a garment of praise, a, a garment of righteousness. I didn't deserve it. I couldn't earn it, but he gave it to me. He took off the rags of filthy righteousness. He took off the rags of religious works. He's taken off the rags of this world and has placed upon me his great grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish you were in the room with us this morning. I can hear you shouting all the way from your home right now. I can hear, I can hear the shouts over the, the internet waves this morning. Verse 7 says, so that in the coming ages... He, well, let me go back to six. He says he raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places. So not only did he bestow upon me his grace and his mercy, I've been resurrected to a living hope. Yes. I've been resurrected to a living hope. Not only did he give me his grace and his mercy, but he gave me something else. He gave me a hope. Tell somebody there in your living room, he gave you a hope. If, he, if they ain't there, put it in the comments and share the post and say, God gave me a hope. Not only did he give you grace, he gave you his love, he gave you his mercy, but he has given you a hope that he has seated, seated you in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. He's taken you, you see, he's taken you out of the mud pit. He's taken you out of the depression. He's taking you out of the sin and the disobedience 
disobedience. He's taken you out of the, the, that wretched place. And not only has he transformed your life, but he's given you a seat of honor. He's given you a place of authority. He's given you a place of honor in Christ. That the same spirit, the same anointing, the same blessing, the same provision, everything that was available to Christ has been made available to you and I. You and I are partakers of all that comes with heavenly places because of this great mercy and because of this great grace that has been stirred. I've been resurrected to a living hope. I have a living hope. I have a hope that goes beyond the beyond the, the tomb. I have a hope that goes beyond religious works. I have a hope that goes beyond anything that this life can offer. Why? Because I am seated in heavenly places. When I look around me, I see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When I look at where I am seated, I am seated in the place of His provision. I am seated in the place of His promise. I am seated in the place of his blessing and his restoration work. That's where I'm sitting. I'm not sitting today in the, in the seat of the scornful. I'm not walking on the path of the wicked. I'm not, I'm not walking that road. I've been seated in heavenly places with Christ. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> so that, why did he do this? Why did, why, why? So that in the coming ages, so that in the, I think these ages are coming real soon, but in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ. We ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, oh my God, you ain't seen, you've been born again. He's transformed your life. He's set you in heavenly places with Christ, but you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. The immeasurable riches of God are waiting for you when that trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise. There's coming a day where you and I, friend, are going to partake, partake and participate in the immeasurable riches of God. <laughs> Woo. He's, he's looking. God is waiting for the day. He is seated right now looking forward with great anticipation for that day where he gets to display his immeasurable riches towards us in Christ Jesus. There's coming a day where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's coming a day where God will pour out his immeasurable abundant riches upon us in Christ Jesus. I've tasted of his grace. I've tasted of his mercy. I've tasted of his love, but I've been resurrected to a living hope. There's coming a day where my hope shall be made sight. There's coming a day where that which I have hoped for, that which I have longed for, shall my eyes behold. Whoo. <laughs> Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. It is not a result of works. You are not saved. You are not born again. You are not brought out of sin and sat in a heavenly seat with Christ because you earned it or worked for it. You can't earn His love. You don't deserve His love. But it is by His grace and His great rich mercy. It is the gift of God towards you. 
It is a free gift. You have to work to earn death. The wages of sin is death. You earn death. You work at death. You're enslaved to death. Fear and hell control you and you work at it and you work. You have to work at sin. But the gift of God, the gift of God, salvation is free. It is given to you by mercy. It is extended to you not by your works, but it is handed to you as a free gift. Christ became your propitiation, the sacrifice. He took upon himself the penalty so that you could have the free gift. It is not earned. It is received. It is a free gift towards you. It is not the result of works that no man may boast. You cannot boast in what you have been given. It is a free gift. You can boast in Christ. You can boast in his mercy. And you can never exhaust it. You can never exhaust. You can never exaggerate. You can never overextend your praise and proclamation of God's goodness and his mercy. And he is rich in mercy. He is rich in grace towards you. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You have been created in Christ. You have been foreordained for this purpose. You have been made for this hour. You have been made for this day. You are not an accident. You are the handiwork of God. He has made you and made you an object of his grace. He has made you. He has created you and made you an object of his affection. He's chasing you down and running you over right now. Goodness and mercy are following after you. His eyes are locked on you, not because of what you've done to attract him, but the anointing of Christ is upon your life and his mercy and his goodness are overtaking you today. Hallelujah. You have been resurrected to a living hope. I've been resurrected to a living hope. I've been resurrected to every good thing. In Hebrews 13, it tells me this. In Hebrews 13, verse 20 through 21. Now may the God of peace... Oh, ha, 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 ha. Woo. May the God of peace, that word peace, let me just pause. That, that word peace means harmony. It means blessing. It means tranquility. It means prosperity. It means safety. It's the God kind of peace. It's the peace that God gives that the world can't take away. It's the peace where nothing's missing, nothing broken. Everything's in its place. Everything's in order. God has set your life at peace. He's the God of peace. Who brought again from the dead, resurrected our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant. May he equip you with every good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. He is the God of peace who resurrected the Lord Jesus from the dead, who is our great shepherd by the blood of the eternal. In other words, by his blood, he has become the great shepherd of the sheep. He is shepherding over you. He has become your great shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. My God, our shepherd has gone before you. 
He's restoring your soul. He's removing the effects of the sin on your life. That, that word equip is the word, it means to adjust and to repair. The Lord is adjusting your life and repairing your life. The, he's By his blood, he has made a new and living way by which we may enter the holy place. That blood, the blood of the covenant, the blood of the eternal covenant, just as the, as the Israelites did at Passover, placing the blood on the doorpost and, and the death angel passed over them. The blood of Jesus has been applied to our heart and to our life. His blood restores. His blood renews. He uh, vivifies and brings us back into order. He aligns and repairs our life. The same resurrecting work that God did at, in Christ at Calvary and that tomb is the same resurrection work that he wants to accomplish in your life. The same resurrection power that flowed into that tomb is the same resurrection power that God wants to be flowing into your life right now and to adjust and repair some things in your life. You've been resurrected to every good thing. Every spiritual and heavenly blessing has been made available to you and I. James tells us that every good gift is coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no shadow of turning. He is always at his apex. He is always at his zenith. He is always pouring out abundant blessing. Oh, good God, of his abundance I have received. His house his house is dripping with fatness. Psalms tells us that he is abundantly dripping. His, the, the, the abundance of his house is dripping. It's, it's overflowing right now. The abundance and the goodness of God is overflowing in my life. And he's, a, he's adjusting and repairing. He's adjusting and repairing. Are there things in your heart today that need to be adjusted and repaired? Are there things in your heart today, in your conscience, maybe there's some skeletons lingering there in the closets deep. And maybe the Lord needs to come and cleanse your conscience clean. The same blood that was, the, the same blood that saves you is the same blood that can uh, adjust and repair and obliterate the skeletons that's hanging out out there. He wants to adjust and repair. He wants to bring you into the place of wholeness where nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Everything in your life is in order. Every aspect of your life is in order with the word of God. Is there something in your life that's out of order? Is there something in your life that, that is haunting you and tormenting you? Then the same God that raised Jesus from the dead can break the bondage of that torment. The same God that raised Jesus from the dead can break off those strongholds and those bondages that torment you and haunt you. He wants to bring liberty into your life. He wants to bring life and freedom into your soul. Hallelujah. He wants to adjust and repair. I've been resurrected. I've been resurrected to every good thing. Every good blessing from the Lord. Walking in spiritual authority. Walking in His anointing. Walking in His power. Walking in, in, in the goodness of God. Are you walking in the goodness of the Lord today? 
Are you walking in the favor of God today? Are you walking in his abundance today? Oh, it is available to you and I. Just as the resurrection is available to you and I, we can appropriate the promise of the resurrection for our life. Not just for salvation, but for every area. If he was resurrected and there's victory over sin, then he's resurrected and there's victory over sickness. If he's resurrected and there's victory over sin, then there's victory over everything that the curse of sin brings into this life. If there's victory over sin, then everything that sin brings with it, there's victory for you. There's victory for you. There's victory for you. There's victory for your emotions. There's victory for your heart. There's victory for your body. There's victory for your mind. There's victory in every area of your life because of the bondage of sin has been broken off of you. Victory in your life. I've been resurrected to every good thing. I've been resurrected to every good thing. When the prodigal son came home to his daddy, I know you know the story, but but when the prodigal came home to his dad, his dad didn't say, well, you spent all that you had. Uh, There's nothing left. I'm sorry. You don't get anything else. You're, You're just lucky to be home. You're just lucky to be in my household. You're just lucky. You're just, you, you just, you, you know, you're just good to be here. And that's all you get. No, no. No, the father said, bring the fatted calf, bring the robe, bring the ring. Let's celebrate that who the person who was lost has been found. The one who was lost has come home. He's returned home. Bring out the party. Bring out the celebration. Bring out the blessing. Bring out, bring out every good gift because my son who was lost has come home. And the same God says that to you and I today, that it's, that we're just not lucky. We're just not blessed to be salvation, and that's it. Every good blessing has been made available by our heavenly Father who loves us and will not withhold from us every good thing. Thank you, Lord. I've been resurrected to every good thing. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 says, If the Spirit of Him... <laughs> Who Jesus, if the spirit of him, if, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, does he dwell in you today? Is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living on the inside of you today? If he does, this is your promise. If, if he lives, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. He will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living on the inside of you, he will make you alive. Oh, not just alive to the resurrection of the dead as Lazarus faced when, when, when Jesus said to Mary and Martha, oh yeah, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah, God, we believe in that. You know, Jesus, we, we believe that, that at the last resurrection, no, no. 
He who believes in me, yet though he die, he shall live. I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about the eternal resurrection now. I'm talking about a resurrection life that can be on the inside of you every day, every waking moment of your day. When you get up in the morning and you breathe your breath and your heat, feet hit the floor and, and you start going about your day, that same anointing that raised Christ from the dead is upon you. When you go to bed, at night and you sleep that same spirit is upon you the same spirit of God that was in Christ that raised him from the dead is on you when you sleep he's on you when you get up he's on you when you go throughout the day he's in you he's living on the inside of you you are the temple of the Holy Ghost you've been resurrected with the spirit of God the same spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead is on you and in you same anointing the same anointing that raised Lazarus the same anointing that raised the the widow of Nain's son the same anointing that healed the blinded eyes the same anointing that broke off the power of sin the same anointing that destroyed the power of death that same power is living is resident on the inside of you Live like it, my God. Live like the anointing is on you and in you. It is. It is. I've been resurrected to live with the Spirit of God. Keeping in step. Keeping in step. There's liberty walking in the freedom of His Spirit. Those bondages have no place when you're walking in step with the Holy Spirit. There's no place for depression when you're walking in step with the Holy Spirit. There's no place for anxiety when you're walking in step with the Holy Spirit. There's there's healing. There's a place of healing. There's a place of rest. Either we believe the Bible or we don't. Either we want to live the resurrected life or we don't. It's easy to stay in the pit and in the tomb because nothing changes. It's easy to stay in the tomb of despair. It's easy to stay in the tomb of sin. It's easy to stay in the tomb of depression and anxiety. It's easy to stay in the tomb where nothing changes. It's all dead and decaying. But you can step into resurrection life. You can live in resurrection life. Your marriage can live in resurrection life. Your family can live in resurrection life. Your home can live in resurrection life. Hallelujah. Your job can live in resurrection life. The same God, the same anointing is on the, he can release in you today a create, a creative idea for your occupation. He can release in you today a creative insight that will change the course of your business. That he can release right now a word for your family that you, like that Philippian jailer, you and your household shall be saved. You need to to listen and to tune in and to walk with the Spirit of God who's resident on the inside of you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living on the inside. 
Jesus said that he had to go and that he was going to send another helper, one just like him. The alos parakletos has come, the one who is just like Jesus, the one who is continuing on the ministry of Jesus. His name is the Holy Spirit, and he's resident with you and I today. He's not just resident in bodily form in Jerusalem, but he is resident. He's not, he's not in some, some uh, temple set up in Jerusalem today and, and, and some bodily form that everybody's got to go worship. No, he is resident on the inside of you and I. The same spirit that has raised Christ from the dead is resident with you and I. This is not just uh, some hocus pocus or feel good feeling. This is a person that is resident with you and I. This is the person of the Holy Spirit who is within you and within me. We're not talking about some feeling or emotion or goosebump, but the person who raised Jesus from the dead, the person who Mary encountered in that tomb that day, the person whom, who, whom the disciples and saw and felt in that tomb that day is president, is present and resident with you and I today. The same spirit of God is with us. I've been resurrected to live in the Spirit of God. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 5. Romans chapter 6 and verse 5 says, For if we have been united with Him in a death like His. (laughs) If you want to follow me, Jesus said, you've got to take up your cross. Let him daily, every day, take up his cross. Every day, let him take up his cross. Let him face the death daily, dying to self, dying to your own sinful carnal. Let Let death every day be expected and life in Christ be found. But know this. If we've been united with him in a death like his, we've been buried in in the waters of baptism, if we have faced the discipleship of daily discipline, and then for some might face a real death like his and martyrdom. But we know that we shall certainly Everybody say certainly. Certainly. For we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. I know that if I've been united with him in his death, I know that if my name is on that, co- that cross at Calvary, I know that if my sin have been nailed to that cross, I know that if my life was nailed to the cross at Calvary, I know that if I take up my cross and follow him, I know that all these things are taking place. I also have this knowing and this assurance that I will be united with him in a resurrection like his. I know just, just as he rose up from the dead, there's coming a day where the 
the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up with them together in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I know that there's coming a day where my, I, my ears, whether I'm dead or alive, my ears are going to hear the sound of a heavenly trumpet. My ears are going to hear the sound of a heavenly shout. My eyes shall behold him. I will see him as he is. I will see him split that sky. I will see myself rise up out of that ground or off of this earth and I will be with my Lord for all eternity. There's coming a day, friend, where Jesus Christ, who was resurrected and ascended, shall once again come back for his own. There's coming a day, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, for this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks... (laughs) But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I have victory over death. 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 You can't, you can't shut me up. When, when I die, my, my testimony is going to cry out. When I die, the ministry that the Lord had given me in this life will still cry. You can't shut me up. You can't shut up the message of the gospel. You can't stop the proclamation of the gospel. My blood will cry out. My body will cry out. And there's coming a day where it will get up out of that ground or get up off of this life. There ain't no grave. We sang it today. Going to hold this body down. If I've been united with him in his death, then certainly I will be united with him in his resurrection. Are you prepared for that day? Are you prepared for the resurrection of the dead? Are you prepared for the resurrection of Christ and his church? Are you prepared for that coming day? Yeah, he's, he's resurrected out of the tomb, but there's coming a day where that same spirit that's dwelling on the inside of us that raised Christ out of the dead, that same spirit is going to turn loose the laws of gravity off of my body. And that same spirit is going to cause me to be transformed in a twinkling, in a moment of time, in an atomic second. I will be transformed and I will be with him for all eternity. Are you ready for that day? Are you ready for the coming of Christ? Are you prepared? Have your, have your clothes been made ready? Have you got your suitcase and your bags packed? Is the oil in your lamp burning? Is there enough supply in your life to get you to the resurrection day? Are you living on somebody else's word? Are you living on somebody else's prayer? Are you trying to live on somebody else's sermon? Or are you diving in and receiving for yourself the fullness of God? You can hear me preach today. You can tune on, tune into some other church later on in the day. You can go about your life and try to live on granny's prayer or auntie's prayer. But there's coming a day where those prayers are going to stop and you will have to stand before God on your own. Are you ready for that day? I have been resurrected to to the same resurrection. I've been resurrected like him. I will be resurrected like him. 
Just as Christ was resurrected, I too will be resurrected. I'm going to ask our worship team to come on back. I got to ask you today while you're watching, don't turn me off. If you're still hanging with me, don't turn me off. How is it with your soul? How is it with your soul today? How is it between you and the Lord today? You see, the reality is that, that I have a promise in the resurrection of Christ. I have a reality in the resurrection of Christ. It's not just, it's just not good words written in a book. It's not just some sermon that I think I would preach today because it's Resurrection Sunday. It is the reality of God for every believer. It is the reality of God. What I'm telling you today is the reality of God for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. But you have to be walking with Him. You have to be living with Him. The, the resurrection, the reality of the resurrection and His promise has to be real in your heart and your soul. It can't just be words on a page. It can't be mama's prayers or auntie's prayers or some sermon that you've heard long ago. It's got to be the reality for you today. How is it with your soul? How is it with you and the Lord today? Do you love Him? Do you know Him? Does your heart beat for Him? Do you think about Him throughout the day? Is His Word alive to you? Today, His mercy and His grace are chasing after you. As you're watching via the internet, however you're watching this, whenever you're watching this, I have to tell you today, that the mercies of the Lord are available today in this moment. The mercies of the Lord are available to you today in this moment. The grace of the Lord is available to you today, this moment. Will you surrender to Him? Will you surrender your life to Him? Will you stop running? Will you stop playing games? Will you stop playing church? Will you yield? Will you yield? Will you yield your life to Him today? He's calling your name. He's calling out your name right now. He's seated with you right in that car. He's seated with you right now in your living room. He's at that dining room table with you, right? Wherever you are, He's seated right there with you right now. The reality of God, He's seated right there and He's calling out your name. Will you surrender? Will you surrender? Will you surrender right now and say, Jesus, I need you? Will you right now say to him, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Will you right now in this moment say, God, I am in need of a Savior. I need the promise of the resurrection to be real. In my, I need my life to be made alive in Christ. Would you say it right now to him? Would you, would you ask him right now in the moment right now where you find yourself and say, Lord, would you be mine? Lord, would you be my Lord? Lord, would you be my Savior? Would you be my friend? Forgive me. That's all you got to do. It's all you got to do is just ask Him. Kneel at your home if you need to. Kneel right there. Make your home an altar. Make your car an altar. Pull off the side of the road. Whatever you need to do. Make your home. Make your place. Whatever moment you find yourself in, make it an altar right now and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. 
For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so all